Your insurance needs are as unique as the work you do and the industry you're in. Having the right protection in place is just the start. There's so much you can do to mitigate risks to your business for today and as you grow. At Sovereign Insurance, we're here to help with valuable information, insights, tips, and tools to help you protect your operations. Visit SovereignInsurance.ca to learn more. The more you ship, the more you save. With Canada Post Solutions for Small Business, we'll reward your repeat business with automatic savings. Visit canadapost.ca forward slash small business to see how you can start saving up to 34% on shipping in Canada. Building your dream, work-life balance, scaling up, discussing the topics that matter most to entrepreneurs. He's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada podcast. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and change makers across Canada. With day-in-the-life stories and in-their-shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale-up companies and those driving the entrepreneurial movement. The Startup Canada podcast show is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. If you are a regular show listener, welcome back. If you're new to the program, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you know, one of the great things I love about interviewing amazing rock star entrepreneurs from across the planet is what we learn from them. And that's why I started Go Forth Garage. Go Forth Garage is all about providing you with the resources, the coaching, the mentorship, the programs to help you in your business. Just check us out at goforthgarage.com. That's Go Forth garage.com ladies and gentlemen it's rivers corbett it's a great day being an entrepreneur it's an even better day when you get to listen into the startup canada podcast show with me and my guest today i'm just thrilled to have robert pelche on the startup canada podcast robert is the chief representative for the u.s at export development canada and he's been doing it since 2015 in that role his day-to-day responsibility include trade original facilitation and creation through EDC's financing products with Canadian exporters and investors. Robert's your go-to for learning how to establish your global presence in the U.S. He managed the treasury relationship with up to words of 20 large U.S. corporates as well as lead relationship manager for key bank partners in the U.S. Robert has a Bachelor of Commerce from Carleton University and a CFA designation and in 2000 2016, he taught corporate finance at Carleton University. On today's show, Robert and I are talking about how EDC is supporting Canadian companies to think big and build successful global companies from day one, trade and partnerships, and much more. Robert, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast show. Hey, thank you, Rivers. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm really excited to be here. 
Yeah, so let's kind of dive right into it. You know, we hear a lot of a lot of great things about EDC and what they're doing, but I want it to come from your head because you're in the trenches working with organizations, both from a partnership perspective and uh, and entrepreneurs. So how do how does Ex- Export Development Canada help companies go grow and succeed in the U.S.? Yeah, great question. And and let's kick it off with with go grow and succeed. I mean, that really is our our corporate mantra here at EDC. And, and really it is, you know, our existence and, and why we exist is, is to be here to deliver, to deliver value um, to Canadian companies and entrepreneurs. So, you know, we do have an, a pretty impressive international footprint, but over the past five years or so, we've been really listening uh, much more carefully to Canadian companies and op- entrepreneurs. And, um, you know, despite, of course, some uh, some well-publicized trade trade friction that's been going on, you know, they really still see, yeah, they really still see the U.S. as their, as their destination of choice. So um, to, to kind of break it down a little bit, you know, on the go piece, you know, really, and we'll get into this in more detail, but it really is to, to open the doors for Canadian companies, um, you know, to get access to, to U.S.-based corporates that, that perhaps aren't aware of, of what Canada can do and the innovations that, we, that we, we're proud of and we have. Um, you know, we help, we help them through, you know, financing U.S. expansion. We have insurance products. We have a full suite of sort of financial products as well as some knowledge. Um, you know, we also help them grow by, you know, participating in, in business-to-business matchmaking events that we lead. We have a full global trade team that we'll talk about some more a bit later. Um, so that's on the go piece. On the grow piece, you know, it's really about focused on Canadian companies, um, you know, the working capital solutions they, they may look, need and look for, and providing them growth capital. You know, we talk a lot about e- at EDC these days around growth capital and, and, you know, where are we delivering value for Canadian companies to, to give them that, that growth capital they need. And, you know, one of the biggest challenges, which is a good problem to have that we find with companies is, you know, they win that big contract, they're excited. And, and then the next, uh, next phase of that is now, how do we actually, um, you know, execute and finance it? So that's a huge, huge uh, program for us here sort of domestically within Canada. And then, and then what's, what's success look like? Well, you know, success of course is, um, you know, at, at every point in, in a company's export journey, regardless of their size, you know, we have someone standing by to help. You know, we have somebody that's, that's waiting there to help them. So I'm going to ask you a personal question, if I might. Sure. You taught corporate finance at Carleton University, and yep. uh, and I actually even before the conversation started, I promised that uh, Robert could segue into things that he wanted to, and here I go ahead and do it. <laughs> so <laughs> I promise you, I'm not going to embarrass you, but I'm 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 interested in you were at Carleton, yep. you were teaching corporate finance. What attracted you to EDC when when you uh, when you decided to grab into this? pretty cool position. That's a really great question. So I, I've been with EDC now about 20 years and, and graduated proudly as a proud Carlton Raven uh, back in 99. Uh, you know, funny enough, I didn't think my trajectory, uh, career trajectory would go in this, this direction. I really, you know, I was really focused on music and some other endeavors. And, you know, but at the same time, I was always interested in international anything, whether it was you know, travel or marketing or finance, you know, you name it. And, and at Carleton, they had a, a program of international business. And I wasn't part of that, but I was taking, you know, similar classes. And when I learned about a little bit more about EDC towards my later years, uh, funny story that I was actually uh, taking a class in, in advanced corporate finance that I dropped to take a music class. So, um, so yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and 20 years later, or I shouldn't say 20, maybe more like 15 years later, I ended up, 
ended up teaching that class uh, through my work. Oh, that's over so the years. cool! Yeah, yeah. And, and so, just just a little side note: what uh, when you took music, which who's uh, give us a little bit of your music background? Who's your favorite band, uh, player, whatever? You know, it's funny. So in the in the '90s, I was uh, I was really into as I think most people uh, of a certain age uh, in the, in the '90s were into sort of alternative music. So um, yes. alternative rock music, you know, obviously the whole grunge era and all that good stuff. So uh, that that was sort of my my intro, and then started volunteering while I was at Carleton actually with CKCU. So the Carleton uh, radio uh, station there and did a lot of, uh, yeah, learned a lot about music that way, all kinds of different genres and stuff. So it was fun to come back, uh, you know, nearly two decades later as a, as a professor uh, of a course that I had actually (laughs) (laughs) exited to, to focus on my, my, my fledgling music career that didn't quite work out. Well, I'm sure you're a good-looking guy because you sure got a great voice for radio. So it's <laughs> good for you. Okay, so back to EDC. Yeah. Um, when I say the word partners to you, what does that mean? Yeah, that's a great question. So we, you know, we have partnerships. You know, as you would imagine, um, across Canada and the U.S. You know, we, we do most of most of the financing and insurance work we do is in conjunction with something. It's typically typically a bank. So we have partner banks across Canada, but also in the United States and in the U.S., you know, their banking system is a bit different. So they have more of a regional bank network that we don't have so much here. Um, so we work in partnership with them on, on financing transactions and so on and so forth. So they're, they're key partners for us because they're typically, you know, those, those U.S. banks can be our, our in or our network into um, the corporates that they finance. So it's, it's a really, you know, as we grow and, and build out our network in the U.S., that's, that's critical for us. Um, outside of banks, you know, you know, partnerships that are, are key to us are things like the Trade Commissioner Service. So, you know, Global Affairs Canada has a, a really robust group uh, across the U.S. I think it's upwards of 18 trade consulates and over 100 trade commissioners. So they're a big partner for us, too, that, you know, they're sort of our eyes and the ears on the ground in places where we're, we're not. And, you know, we work with them collaboratively to help, you know, Canadian companies access access the U.S. Um, you know, in my role, uh, U.S. Uh, Department of Commerce and their affiliated organizations, there's a group called um, Select USA that's super influential and very connected. And they, they were looking to attract uh, investment into the U.S. So, we work closely with them on certain events and so on and so forth that um, that help get us access into you know, perhaps specific states or, or cities. And then lastly, I'd say, you know, there's all sorts of really great organizations, Canadian and, and American, that um, that cover, you know, maybe specific regions or, you know, specific sectors. So, for example, there's an organization called the, uh, the Council of the Great Lakes, and th- their raison d'etre is really to, to help of, you know, foster trade and foster greater connectivity uh, across, you know, the states and provinces that border the Great Lakes. So there's events that they hold that we, you know, that we participate in and, and sponsor. So, so those are some of the key ones. And I think, you know, for, for companies listening and folks, entrepreneurs listening out there that, you know, it might, it might sound all a bit scary. I've just thrown a whole bunch of different names out there, but, you know, it really comes down to networking and people and we have those connections. So, you know, if someone out there is curious and wants to, you know, connect with a trade commissioner in market or, you know, a U.S. Uh, Department of Commerce person here, perhaps here in Ottawa or, you know, elsewhere, you know, we're happy to make those introductions for them. Business is is full of the right partners. And it doesn't matter if you're doing what you're doing or, you know, you've got a, a pop-up shop somewhere. There's still partners that are there. Um, 
I want to talk about that engagement piece because, you know, I'm, I always, not always, sometimes ask people, okay, if you're going to start your business again, who would you start it with? Your, your customers, your employees, or your suppliers? And of course, everybody says, well, my customers or my employees is, well, if you don't have products and service services to provide to them, uh, then you really don't have a business. And so we forget to engage partners in our process. So you talked about this amazing group of individual organizations you work with. How do you, how do you, what strategy do you use to continually engage them for what it is that you and your customers want? Yeah, great question. So, you know, I think, you know, when we talk to companies and, and we do, you know, all the time speak to Canadian companies about, you know, what's your challenge? You know, what is your, what is your biggest uh, hurdle? And, and especially in the SME space. So as companies are sort of on the rise and, and, and growing, it's really, you know, who can you trust, you know, when you, in the world of, you know, the information age we live in, you know, if you Google, you know, I want to do business in Denver, you're going to have, you know, thousands of hits and, you know, all sorts of different consultants and who knows, you know, you know, sort of these backgrounds. So, you know, my advice there is really is to focus on, you know, the, again, as mentioned, the trade commissioners, because the trade commissioners themselves in those markets as, you know, that Canadian company or person is interested in doing business, you know, they're going to be the people that that know you know they're on the ground they they've they've been at events you know they've they've spoken to different different companies that you know maybe looking to represent uh, companies in market and so on and and they're really a great sort of first filter and and that's who I trust and that's who I go to uh, you know and I think people you know clearly you know depending on what sector you're in and industry you know any of those sort of you know government, non-governmental organizations, there's typically someone kind of at the ready that's waiting to send you in that right direction. And I think to your point, it's, it's really that first sort of connection, you know, to build that trust and to find someone that that's kind of working in their own, in your, in your interest, I should say, not their own, um, you know, and, and then that's where I think, you know, not to oversell EDC, but, you know, our whole knowledge suite and what we do in that area, it's not about, you know, us earning fees. It's really about, kind of directing companies it down the right path and uh, and to get them connected to those folks. So so that's where I found it to be pretty effective. And uh, and again, I think, you know, in, in the role that I've been in, you know, I represent, as, as you mentioned in the bio, um, I'm the, the face of EDC to a lot of U.S. corporates, but I'm also, you know, asked many, many days, many, many times per day, you know, how do I actually, you know, work in the U.S.? You know, what are the rules around, you know, visas and all that kind of stuff? And, 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 and having those, those resources and, ha- and knowing who to connect with are really important because you don't, you know, end up getting some bad advice or someone that's kind of looking to make a, you know, a quick buck off, off that, uh, that company's uh, growth plan. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you have an inherent responsibility to, uh, to, to do that and people would expect you to do that. So, um, that's, uh, anyway, I, I love that reinforcement with that piece, Robert. Um, you, you talked about stuff you're doing in the United States and you're an increased uh, presence there. You actually just opened up a new office in Atlanta. Um, what is the, what is the vision for the future of growing the presence in the U S and if you want to specifically talk about Atlanta, that's fine too, but what's your, as the you know as the the guy leading this area what's what's the vision for the next couple of years yeah that's a great question and and we um you know we at edc we've been active in the u.s for you know many many years and and so in my 20 years here you know i've watched us grow an international presence so we have representations i think it's upwards of 20 20 different places now um and across canada too but um you know 
thinking sort of internationally and our, our, our focus on global markets. Um, but up until recently, we had no one in the U.S. So we, you know, we sort of started humbly with, you know, representations and, and co-locations. Uh, we, we typically co-locate with uh, embassies and consulates, Canadian consulates uh, around the world. And our, kind of our initial focus, I think, in the kind of mid-2000s was really emerging markets. So, you know, how can we, you know, use EDC as a catalyst to help Canadian companies into places like India and China and, and Mexico and other places? Um, and and that, that's been pretty effective. And I think we've done a, a good job of that. And I think all the while, as we were growing our international footprint, you know, business was still going on, right? I mean, we have a free trade agreement with North America and, you know, things have been, you know, very good for, for all, all countries involved. And the idea of having a specific EDC person in the U.S. wasn't even really thought about because it was thought, well, this trade is going on anyway. You know, how, how do we really add value to that? And, um, and when, I, when I came into the role, uh, we took a look at this and we realized that, you know, again, this might be a bit cliche, but the U.S. is really a series of smaller markets, right? I mean, it, it is, it, it's massive. It's the world's largest economy, but you can break it down into sort of more of a regional uh, view in that, you know, a company would come to me and say, I have this particular, you know, service or export offering. Um, and we're thinking about, you know, this general area and what's there and who are the customers and who are the banks and who, you know, so what's the infrastructure to support it. So we started changing our thinking. It was really a mindset change at EDC uh, about, you know, four or five years ago of um, when I came into the role of, well, why don't we think about this regionally and why don't we see where is the, um, you know, where are the hotspots? You know, where are there, you know, Canadian companies that have, you know, perhaps presence in that in that part of the United States? And, you know, where are these, you know, sort of regional banks that maybe not necessarily know EDC? Um, and where are the corporates that are buying? And, and so we did that and we broke the U.S. up, you know, sort of the way we think about, you know, other continents like South America, right? We have a, you know, Peruvian rep and a Chilean rep and, uh, and it's starting to view the U.S. that way. So, you know, broke it down into five regions. And, um, and within that, um, the first two that we, we really targeted where we think that we can sort of bring more value is the Southeast region, which is booming. So that's, you know, Georgia, the Tennessee, the Carolinas, uh, Florida area. Uh, and then also, and sorry, when, when, when you say sorry. booming, what does that mean to you? Just in, in our opinion, it's investment, it's tech, it's sort of, you know, if you think about, cool. you know, 21st century and, and where, uh, you know, you know, where that investment is going, there's significant investment that's going on in the Southeastern U S. So uh, in, you know, just to throw something out there as an example, you know, the FinTech industry, you know, you might not think of it as, as being one that's, that's really home in Georgia. So the state of Georgia, Atlanta specifically has, you know, I think the stat is over 80% of, of all financial transactions flow through the state. And, um, and that's born out of, you know, the university system down there and, you know, the startups and the startup culture and entrepreneurial culture uh, in, in that part of the world. So, um, so, you know, unless you, unless you go and, and see and, and understand, you know, you sort of presume, well, there's Silicon Valley and of course, you know, that's there, but there are all these other sort of clusters and hubs in the U.S. that we, that we, you know, when I say we, I say EDC, you know, hadn't really been focused on, um, you know, we'd been focused on bilateral trade and, and helping that grow, but, you know, what are we doing to help, help that specifically in, in these markets? So, uh, so the Southeast for us was, was important. 
um, and Atlanta being kind of the center of it. And then also what we call the Great Lakes or the Midwest region centered around Chicago. So again, you know, onshoring or reshoring of manufacturing, you know, you've seen the trends with, um, you know, where U.S. companies uh, have bring, been bringing some of that back to to the U.S. Um, so a boom there, again, you know, whether it's retail or other sectors that have done well in the last you know, five to seven years in the United States, these are some of the centers of it. So, so that's why we thought, well, you know, let's take a regional approach and let's look at putting people in market for the first time. Um, and, and when we did that, um, you know, as we put everything together and we, 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 we talked about it, really Atlanta and Chicago are the two that, that sort of stood out for us where we think we can bring more value. Uh, and so that's what we started with. And, and we, we co-locate in both those places with just fantastic uh, trade consulates uh, led by, um, you know, really, really sort of top-notch, you know, uh, first-tier uh, uh, trade uh, commissioners in each of those locations. So we're excited about it. We just, yeah, we just opened uh, Atlanta and then following the, on that recently Chicago and uh, and looking to do more. <laughs> yeah, well, I love it. Well, you know, one thing that I have discovered in my journey, uh, um, I, I just finished a, a time with the province of New Brunswick where I was their entrepreneur in residence, uh, was really d- having a deeper understanding and appreciation of these additional resources that are available through the feds and through the, the provinces. They really are, uh, one, impactful, but two, very robust. And so congratulations on the uh, work you're doing. And I love I love this, you know, the, the simplicity, although I know I understand there's still a lot of complexity behind it, but uh, of there, there are five regions in the United States. And, you know, it's as, as a Canadian, we understand there's the West, there's Central, there's Atlantic Canada. That's right. That's right. And, 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 you know, why shouldn't we think the state's the same way? And and uh, I think that's a, that's a wonderful lesson to uh, to us to one about the differences in, in business, but also, you know, personalities, cultures of, of humans that are actually working in these businesses also. So uh, I I appreciate you taking us through that uh, through that journey, um, Robert. Let's get back to financing because is it fair to say that that's the that's the the engine behind EDC? Absolutely, yes. Okay, so let's. How do you use financing to encourage trade? So that's a great question. So we have. Um, there's different ways we approach it. So there's in within Canada, um, you know, we do have, you know, financing support. Typically we work in conjunction with, with the Canadian banks on that uh, for things like working capital, you know, sort of day-to-day type financing needs. And, and we have um, kind of a full suite there and, and a very successful um, sort of program there. And then it gets really interesting when we talk about our sort of international financing, I guess. So and not to bore the listeners, but with a history lesson, but here goes. <laughs> uh, so, so I'll try to, I'll try to keep this light, but you know. this is your radio experience coming back, my friend right here. Yeah, this I don't want to be losing people. Keep the audience in there. Yeah. I don't want, this is actually really exciting. And I should, let me, let me, let me tease it a bit by saying we are unique. So EDC is Canada's export credit agency. We're the, one of the only, I used to say only, our, our friends in Italy are starting to to, uh, to copy us a little bit, but we really are a unique institution. Nobody else does this, and let me explain what we do. So going back to my early days here at the company, you know, a lot of what we did is we waited for an export to happen. So you were a company that was selling, you know, um, widgets or let's say pens or, you know, whatever it was. And once that sale would happen, then we would be asked to provide 
financing support. So whoever your buyer was might need a loan to buy that you know, pen from you or airplane or whatever, train or whatever it happens to be. So we, we were patient and we would wait and then, and, and then things would happen. We found though, there's, when you do that, especially internationally, there's a couple challenges. One is that's not how companies like to finance themselves. If you can imagine, you know, a large uh, corporation needing a loan for every pen they buy, that wouldn't make any sense at all. Um, and then secondly, um, you know, as, as far as kind of the dynamic of what's happening here, you know, our Canadian economy, you know, and, and a bit cliche, but it, the backbone truly is, you know, Canadian entrepreneurs and SMEs. So when you have a dynamic of an SME trying to engage with a large corporate, you know, our traditional financing isn't going to work. So we had to get innovative. We had to be smarter about it. And, you know, unlike our other um, sort of international friends and other ECAs, um, you know, our economy is a bit different, yet we have these great sort of trade connections around the world. And how do we want to grow that? And how do we want to do more? And what we figured out is if we could be meaningful to a corporation somewhere in the world, and let's use the U.S. as an example, and we could understand how does that company finance itself? So, you know, they go out into the market as any company does. And, you know, this, this is where I get into my professor. Uh, I'll put my professor hat on, but they, um, you know, they go out and they raise debt or they you know, have an equity issue. So whatever they do, um, but they want to do that, you know, perhaps one time or with a group of, of banks that they've worked with or with, you know, in the markets, you know, generally just, uh, you know, commercial markets. So how is that going to work if we're looking to finance every pen on on its own? So what we said is, okay, well, what if we can provide, you know, financing as part of a group of financial institutions? So like any other bank you know, in their, in their group with the one notable difference being we want to be part of your capital structure. And in turn, we want to use that to leverage and make introductions of more Canadian companies to you. In other words, we will be part of this financing and we'll take a look and see how much you buy from Canada now and understand that and understand your supply chain and, and how that works. But what if there's, you know, a company in Edmonton that you've never heard of, you know, you said New Brunswick, what if there's a company in Edmonton that you've never heard of uh, that does something really innovative that can help you help you guys in, in whatever it is you do. And that was a pretty powerful thought is to say, why are we waiting for trade to happen? Why don't we help make it happen? And why don't we help Canadian SMEs get them the foot in the door to have a conversation with some, the right person, I should say, not just someone at the company, but someone in their procurement team, someone specifically in the procurement team that looks after that vertical that they're engaged in. So it's kind of next level. I mean, and we've been at this for a while now and what we've gotten to the point and, and back to the original question is how do we use our financing to kind of, you know, grow trade and encourage trade is, We've developed these relationships in the U.S. and other places for you know well over a decade, to the point now where those those companies turn to us and say, "I've got a challenge. You know, I, I've got an efficiency problem in this part of my business. What can Canada do?" We then have a whole trade team here. We call it Global Trade Connections, and they look and they understand you know, as best they can, the Canadian uh, landscape and, you know, what interesting companies are able to, to, to perhaps, you know, help out here. And then what we do is take it to the next step is to say, okay, before we actually have these companies get together and chat, so, you know, the right procurement person from the international company with the, you know, the entrepreneur in Canada is that international company gets a chance to take a look at some of the profiles and understand, you know, what these companies can do. Maybe from that group, they pick two or three. And then we find an event that makes sense for everyone to be at, right? So, you know, in the U.S., it's a bit easier because, you know, shorter flight times versus perhaps if you're doing this, you know, you know, overseas, but um, is to find, say, it's a conference or a 
you know, it could be a, a, an annual technology event or whatever it happens to be. And in some cases we do like specific, um, you know, uh, inbound missions too with companies where they'll come to Canada and do sort of a roadshow, but, and then give that Canadian company that shot, give them that at bat, you know, give them that chance to, to sell what they can do to the right person at that right company. And that's what we do. And then we look back over time and say, well, how's that going? And how are those communications going? And, and are we growing that trade footprint? And if we are, then we're doing our job. And, uh, and that's really exciting. And, and again, you know, it's a unique value that we bring to Canada. We bring it to the international company we work, we work with. And, and then eventually, yeah, I mean, you know, these loans that we, we issue commercially, you know, they typically get refinanced or, you know, we do more business with those companies and, and it really is a win kind of all around and we're really excited about it. So, so what we're trying to do back to the vision piece is by having more people in the U.S., we think that, you know, that understand kind of our financing proposition, working alongside our trade, uh, uh, you know, cousins in Global Affairs Canada, that we can bring that sort of full suite of Team Canada. Here's what Canada can do for you. And, uh, and we're seeing that, we're seeing sort of the, the green shoots of that happening now in Atlanta. We're really excited about that. Chicago just launched, so that's coming next. And then, and then you know, hopefully we'll have all, all regions covered, um, you know, whether it's the Southwest U.S. into sort of the Pacific region and then also, you know, kind of closer to home in Ottawa in the Northeast region. Uh, you know, I, I, what I love about, I mean, there's many conversations that are coming in my head, but when I, the word collaboration really comes into play here and it reinforces to me at, at, at a continuing level about how Team Canada really is working together, uh, trying to become more efficient, more impactful for entrepreneurs. And, uh, and, and, it's, and, it, and here's the other thing. I'm not hearing, and please take this the right way, I'm not hearing a bureaucrat here bureaucrat here i'm hearing a guy that's passionate about what it is that he's doing and the uh, and the joy that you're bringing entrepreneurs along their journey so i want to talk about that for a quick sec second if we could robert what keeps you motivated in your role and uh, how do you keep your team motivated towards what it is that they're and it's not keeping them motivated that's unfair to say that it really is is what's the culture like what's the atmosphere like at edc in this whole uh, direction you know, I, I think I honestly believe that we we believe kind of going back to the original um, discussion or sort of the go grow and succeed mantra here. You know, we, we live it, we breathe it, and 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 I, and I, I welcome that compliment in terms of not being viewed as a bureaucrat because we're not <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, we really don't. We, you know, we when we hear that word, we get you know we kind of bristle a little bit. But um, <laughs> you know, what really gets us excited, you know, there's there's sort of two big things for us. Um, the one, one is, is building that relationship with the U S client. So, you know, our role and, and kind of knowing your role and what you do, you know, obviously we have a team of, you know, upwards of, you know, 1600 people at EDC, but you know, my role is to, is to create those linkages and create that relationship and, and my team in, in the U S now to create those relationships with U S companies. So when we can, we can get into their, you know, you know, their, their, and be meaningful to them as a, a corporate lender, that's exciting because that means that's another sort of opportunity for Canadian companies to have a conversation, you know, and, and to, to lead that. But we're really, honestly, what really gets me excited is something that happened here a week ago. We had a client that came in, um, they're from, uh, uh, from Newfoundland, and um, they were speaking to us about how our introduction to a large uh, European uh, car manufacturer led to a testing phase, which led to an acceptance phase, which led to a contract. And when we hear that, and, and, and the comment was, 
had it not been for the EDC to kind of open that first door. Yes. Exactly. And that's, you know, I wish I'd filmed the reaction of myself and, and my VP at the time, my VP, you know, that was with me at the time, the excitement we get with that, you know, with that incremental contract, we don't care if it's, you know, we speak in big numbers and, you know, obviously if you go into our annual report, you'll see, you know, how much we do per year in terms of volume, but it's that, it's that one company getting that one contract with that big name customer that changes their world, right? And that's why we're here. Um, and and then it's and then it's now how do we support you through that journey, right? So you've won this. That's awesome. Are there other companies you can meet with? Are you know are you going to need, um, you know? And again, it's, we don't have sales targets that way where I then have to push you know 17 things on you. It's you know, how do we actually? It's, it's like an incubator. How do we now support this? You know, how do we help it grow and and grow in the right direction? So, so that's what gets us excited. Like I, I mean, we. We do in the energy space. We we partner with our, our trade commissioner friends and the provinces actually um, at uh, an annual event in Houston. And you know, there's time with with the U.S. companies that I represent. But but the most exciting uh, most excitement we feel is when we see that Canadian client come out of that, that discussion with a smile on their face, knowing that yeah, I spoke to the right person. We speak the same language, you know. <laughs> and every sector has its own jargon. And and, uh, and you know, thank you for that for that opportunity. And, and then when that leads to a contract, that's why we're here. And that's what, what we should be doing more of. Yeah. yeah I, I, well, why I'm laughing is because just, uh, I'm now working with a health IT company and, uh, and the CEO um, is eager to move forward and get sales happening. And I'm, I'm about, let's start here. We got it. You never know who's, who knows somebody who knows somebody. And so my methodology is a little bit slower in the sense of calling people up uh, right away and say, Hey, you want to date me? No, I need the introduction to the date ultimately, because then my credibility goes through the roof. And also the potential of me getting the right person to date goes up. So I love the fact you started that story. That story was about you introducing somebody to somebody who introduced you to somebody, because that's to me how business works works. That's all about those relationship piece. And you're, you can't necessarily get to where you want to be right away because one, you might not know where you want to go. And the second thing is you don't necessarily know the right person in the beginning. So I love that you referenced that point because I think it's an important entrepreneurial, uh, entrepreneurial conversation. Um, yeah, no, it, it, yeah, it's bang on. And it's that, it's that value prop, right? Yeah. So what is, what is, what do you do that's unique? You know, what does your company do that, that no one else does or that you do better than? And, and when we understand that and we work with, you know, we actually, you know, there's, there's other organizations that do this as well, but we'll, you know, we'll work with that company on their pitch and say, you know, within two paragraphs or, you know, the, the cliche elevator, elevator uh, pitch, yeah. you know, like, how do you, how are you able to do that? And, and, and when they can, and they're pitching to the right person, I mean, that's, that's, you know, I've seen it many times where, you know, in the past where, you know, you arrange, you have all the best intentions and you arrange sort of these matchmaking events. And I've, and I've, and we've been involved in some where we didn't lead them and you realize, yeah, you know, it's a bit sad because what this company can do is so cool. And it's, and, 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 and I should say too, that, you know, a lot of what we're seeing as, as, you know, we've evolved our model is the, you know, the, what, what companies across sectors, right? So whether it's mining or, you know, energy or tech itself or, you know, retail or whoever it is, they want innovation. They want, you know, they want to be more efficient. They want, you know, whether it's AI or whatever it happens to be. So we've changed our delivery model a bit where we have people now in our global trade group who have that sort of, you know, broad understanding of, well, how could my, my cool thing that I do be applicable to 
you know, a car company to, uh, you know, a mining firm, et cetera. So, so we've, we've adjusted that as well, where we've, you know, where we can then take that company and not necessarily just to a, a mining conference, but maybe also to an energy conference or something else. So, mm. um, so that's something that we've seen change too. Um, Robert, this is what I love about this conversation amongst many things is the speed by which we have gone through this because I've enjoyed this conversation. And so <laughs> kudos to you, my friend. Um, take us through, take us through, we're coming near the end. So I've got, I've got, uh, one professional question to ask you. Then I have a personal question to ask you. And then I have one more professional question to ask you. So we're going to start That's with good. the first professional one. Somebody wants to start the journey, uh, with you and your team, uh, from this epic conversation. What do they do next? Yeah. So great question. So, um, you know, if it is us that you are focused on, so we have a full team here. Um, you know, we have a help center. We have, you know, it, kind of an emerging exporters type uh, type group that that works here. You know, they can reach out to me directly. You know, I can connect them to them, um, and they're they are tasked with with that. So that as the you know as the Canadian company has a question, specific question, it's all through our website edc.ca. You know, they can do it that way, um, and then they can direct uh, direct that that need appropriately through me, and I can sort of make that referral. Uh, I should say too that. Um, you know, one in terms of sort of, I guess, success, if you want to call it that for the U.S., is to is to take our model and borrow from us and how we've how we've attacked, you know, maybe attack is a bit bit strong a word, but how we how we approach the U.S. And, you know, it's you know, if you're a company in Ontario, you know, and say you're in the retail space, maybe it's food retail, you're probably looking geographically, you know, over the border um, as sort of your first, you know, foray into the United States. You know, maybe it's a service company and, you know, it's a, that's a different delivery model or e-commerce or something else. But, you know, I was actually at an event in uh, in Ogdensburg, New York. Uh, my, my first ever trip to the U.S. actually when I was very young was to Ogdensburg. Was so it really? That's it was so fun cool. To, it was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was, well, yes. Uh, a side note to that: yeah, my, my sure. parents told me yeah. I was going to New York, and I assumed it was New York City. And sadly, yeah, no, Ogdensburg's great, yes. and uh, and actually, the the county had put on a a invest in um, you know sort of St. Lawrence County that that region event, and it was really good. So there a number of you know companies from you know the Ottawa region, just you know because geographically it's close, you know went down, and 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 for them it was to hear yeah. There's things that EDC does, but it's all the other stuff that comes with with you know perhaps locating in the U.S. You know, adding a you know maybe it's a subsidiary or a, a sales office. You know, things like you know the visa system. How does that work? And you know, what are some tips there? And uh, you know, and, and hearing from other companies too. I think that's a huge uh, you know a huge bonus if they, if you know if, if entrepreneurs you know you can reach out to us, but reaching out to other entrepreneurs that have done it. You know, and, and you know what are the what were the pitfalls and what were the the challenges? You know, we live in a kind of a fluid environment uh, with with di different administrations so to work that through so I, I got a lot out of that as a as an EDC person just to hear you know kind of how that goes so you know find that first location what we found too is we've added you know these representations in Atlanta and Chicago it's it's to really understand at a state level you know because every state has its own set of rules and regulations you know how's that how's that applicable to me and, and what I'm doing and what I'm selling and what my, you know, what my business is. So, you know, we've worked through that as a, as a large corporation and, you know, at times has been challenging to understand that, you know, you have sort of federal rules and then you've got state by state. So, so by picking one and really, really getting to know that. And, and they, again, every, every state has its own, 
economic development organization. You can find them online, um, and uh, and they're they're a really good uh, good place. And 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 in Canada too, uh, typically there's uh, I don't know there was one scheduled yet for for the remainder of this year, but earlier this year in Toronto, uh, there was what was called a Select USA event where you know a number of uh, U.S. Uh, states represented came up to to this event in Toronto it was it was uh, it was a great event and to hear you know what are the benefits of my state you know what are the tax incentives or what are the you know location services all that stuff um, and I should say too that uh, funny enough and this is just by pure coincidence that uh, both Atlanta and Chicago were, were now based each of their states so Georgia and Illinois they have a representative in Toronto um, that is there sort of full-time to to encourage you know uh, export trade but also um, you know investment or, or co-location into the United States so so that's I, I guess you know yeah the advice or you know in terms of you know how to start you know there's us and then there's also you know just thinking for yourself of well where are my where are my clients and where do I think you know, there's this most uh, most opportunity starting with that, and then maybe moving out from there. So once you you know get your feet wet a little bit with you know this this monstrosity that is the U.S. in a specific area, then you can kind of build on it and grow. And and that's what we've heard from companies too that we've that we've spoken to for sort of for their you know their best journey, I guess. Lovely. So my personal question is, what's uh, what's your favorite book? My favorite book. Okay, so I'm a baseball fanatic. Ah, okay, well that's fair. So here's so here's what I'm going to ask you then. What's your favorite book, baseball fanatic focus that has entrepreneurial overtones to it? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know that there's an entrepreneur. <laughs> so I'll say this: that I am a. Um, Everyone that knows me around the office is very, very familiar with my, uh, my love of baseball. But I have a particular interest in, um, in sort of you know, you know, players from from uh, from long ago. And there, in the book I read recently, um, probably on my vacation uh, a little bit ago, was uh, about Roberto Clemente. So okay. his story, uh, he, he's he's really cool in that you know his journey. Uh, into the U.S. Uh, from Puerto Rico and and sort of you know what he faced and the the hurdles he faced in 1950s U.S. You can imagine how that was uh, oh, there yes. in certain parts certain parts of the, of the country and uh, and then his his you know so how he was misunderstood and and you know he was kind of at the at the forefront of uh, of kind of a a new a new sort of group of, of players coming in from you know all over the Caribbean and uh, and then you know he was a humanitarian as well so he had a really cool history. Of, of giving back. That's actually, unfortunately, how how he passed. He was on a humanitarian uh, flight that uh, that didn't make it, but you know, ended with 3,000 hits exactly, which is kind of a sort of a, a milestone mark in baseball for the for the greats. So, so that was a really cool book, and in uh, I guess not a lot of entrepreneurial tips in there, unfortunately. But well, you know where there might be. I mean, you know, it's ultimately entrepreneurship is based on going, you know, into new arenas and a new innovative areas in business uh persevering but also wrapping around why we're here on the planet which is to do good also and to serve so uh, so let's let's uh, let's use that as the basis for that now the last point i want to ask you and it is a bit of professional but also maybe a little personal here you're you're a pretty cool guy you're uh, <laughs> you're you're you really are and you got a lot to offer do you get a linkedin profile that people can hang out with you absolutely yeah please do so on linkedin and then my twitter feed is uh and i'm going to have to explain this so it's at pelro pelro p e l l r o p e l l r o 
the reason for that, yes. so when I was very new to EDC, <laughs> my first couple of years in, in uh, I worked in uh, what we call our, our loan services group. And uh, we have call signs that, like you would, you know, like a Top Gun uh, <laughs> fighter pilot might have. <laughs> so I wasn't I Goose or Maverick or anything cool. So my my call sign was my first uh, first four letters of my last name and the first two letters of my first name. So P E L L R O Pelro. And so believe it or not, that's my nickname around the office with, with people that know me from back then is Pelro. And believe it or not, there was already yeah. a Pelro on on Twitter. So it's at Pelro Pelro. <laughs> and I've been told by a few <laughs> more than a few people that maybe I want to change that. Um, but anyway, it's working for me. So yeah, people feel free to add me, add me to LinkedIn and start a conversation. And, you know, again, if I don't have all the answers, I, I definitely know the people here within, um, within the building that can. Right. And your LinkedIn profile is just Robert Peltier. That's right. Yeah. At, at, okay. And EDC, at EDC and, uh, yeah, I'm, right. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I've built a, a pretty, a pretty good, uh, LinkedIn, uh, group, I should say in terms of people from all across, you know, the world. I've been in different roles at EDC too. So before this, I was, uh, chief rep for Africa, uh, for a couple of years. So, um, so built a bit of a profile there and then all the fancy and I did, um, kind of in between loan services and, and, and where I'm now in a business development sales role um yeah so uh, you know welcome any and all uh, folks that are interested in, in adding me for sure well i'm gonna go do that right now robert peltier this is uh, just epic man i always uh, take a look at the time to determine whether or not i was uh, i was enjoying the conversation and my guests were and dude you were at the top 10 percent of uh, overtime only because it's been a great conversation not because i had to keep asking questions thank you so much for your time sir uh we look forward to you and the leadership you're giving me thank you so, so much thank you rivers appreciate the time thank you so much too cheers Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Till next week, I'm Rivers Corbett leaving you with the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. 